working my way through the uh, the lower grunts, the uh, the the lesser grunts. What do you call those? It's like the the minor grunts. I am Daniel Brewer. Welcome to Pointless Talk. I am glad that you have decided to come back. I don't know. It's it's an intro. I'm working on it. Still kind of a workshop in progress. This, ladies and gentlemen, has been an absolutely crazy freaking weekend. I don't know if if you're living under a rock, if you haven't turned on a TV in the last several days, uh, the world's gone crazy. There's protests happening in 25 different cities. Or is it curfews that are in 25 different cities and protests are happening in 70? It's crazy. It, it's, it's, and that's part of the problem with this here is that there's so much news coming out. There's so many things coming out about this. Like uh, the, you have mayors and governors making press conferences where they're asserting that the people that are doing the looting are from out of town. They're not even part of the people that are protesting. They're, they're some other organized group that's from out of town, which if true is disturbing and, and, and says a whole lot of different things about a lot of different things, if true, but we don't really know if it's true. They think it's true. We don't, it's just too close. This is, this is that whole newspaper versus magazine conundrum that you were taught in school, right? Newspapers give you the facts and only the facts because they happen so fast. Whereas magazines give you the more long view kind of this happened a month ago. Let's now, now that we know what happened, let's digest this. Or this happened a year ago. And now let's really delve in and figure out what happened. It's kind of where we are right now. I, I don't have a lot to say about protest going on right now because I don't know a lot other than what I see on the television, which is absolutely horrifying. And you can see it yourself. And I don't know what to think. I, I don't know what to think. I live in Tampa, Florida, and we, we had a curfew come down today. I, I, I didn't even know things were happening in Tampa, Florida. But apparently after the, you know, after the curfew thing came out, I, I did some digging around is we had stores being burnt here over the weekend. It's just crazy out there. But here's the thing that bothers me right now is that you have these protesters all within close quarters of each other. These, these massive groups of people, while we have a global pandemic running around that happens to be transmitted via, you know, breath. And the black community is one of the hardest hit communities for the coronavirus. They're uh, getting sick and dying at a, at a much higher rate. And we don't know why yet. We don't know why, you know, the, the, this is another one of those things, right? We, we have beliefs that it is because they have more underlying conditions. I don't know. I, I, but the, the point is we don't know because it's all too new. We just know that it's happening. And this is what worries me is, is that we're sending these people out there, these people who are justifiably angry and justifiably like screaming out I just hope nothing bad happens two weeks from now. I hope that we're not looking at a huge wave ravaging through this community that has been mistreated and maligned by this country for so many decades, centuries. I saw a timeline today that someone posted. There's 249 years of slavery and about 70 years of segregation. And in this modern era, we've been going on, you know, since the end in scare quotes, of segregation, we've only had about 50 years. So it's like there's a way bigger history of them being maligned than for things to be eh, semi-okay. 
I'm just worried. I'm worried about that. I'm also worried about uh, today being the first day of hurricane season, June 1st. It's the first day of hurricane season. What happens if we get a hurricane here and people have to go to shelters and it's like uh, spend times in shelters again with a global pandemic raging. These are the things that concern me. It's like, what the, what the heck? we just need like a, 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 a swarm of locusts now, I feel like at this point, but it's all right. Here's some good news for you. Uh, apparently COVID-19 is completely eradicated and is no longer a threat of any way, shape, or form here in my hometown of Valrigo, Florida, right on the outskirts of Tampa. It's over. It's over. We won. Uh, congratulations to us all. We're all uh, able to just go about our lives and uh, we don't have to wear masks or do anything like that. We, we, can, we can all just do everything. I don't know why they haven't opened the bars yet. That's really annoying. But uh, yay, I, I guess it, it's all over. And can, wait, I'm being told, I'm being told right now in my imaginary earpiece that it is in fact not over. So why would I think that? Well, I'll tell you why I think that. On Friday evening, I needed to make a run to a restaurant where we had ordered some food. So I ordered some food from a restaurant. We went, I had to go and down and pick it up. And on my way to get there, I needed to stop at the grocery store and pick up a couple of things. So it's like, all right, I, I planned out my trip. Food is ordered. I have an ETA for when I can pick it up. The grocery store is on the way. So I leave the house. I swing by the grocery store, park my car in the parking lot, put my mask on, head into the store. I, I usually go to the store like in the morning on a weekday when it's very, very empty. And there was quite a few people in the store, almost no one wearing a mask. None of them, none of them wearing a mask. They're all just like right up next against each other. They're all laughing and talking. It's like, it's not, you know, they're like going in different directions down the aisles. They're like going right past each other. And I'm just like, oh my God, what are, what are you people doing? At least the employees were all wearing masks, right? The big plexiglass shield near the cash registers. People, all the employees were wearing masks. I saw one employee out of the, you know, the store, not to single anyone out, who had their mask pulled off as they walked across the store to go restock something. Like only had one strap on their ear and it was kind of hanging down. Fortunately, the things that I needed in the grocery store were close to the front and they were something that I could dodge in get and then get into a line. Uh, there's a one person ahead of me in line that I could stay back. I got it. Anyway, I was able to get out of there without coming within, you know, six feet of anyone. So I, I got out to the car, put the stuff in the car and I was just like, ah, oh, I need to make sure that I don't ever go to a grocery store in the evening time again. Cause these people are nuts, right? These people are just absolutely nuts. Right. So I, I head down the road. I think you see where this is going, right? I head down the road to get to the restaurant to get my takeout. The parking lot is jammed right in front of this restaurant. And I get up to the restaurant and I can see through the, you know, the glass door. It's a strip mall type restaurant. I can see through the glass door that there's just a ton of people all standing at the cash register, all just huddled right next to each other, you know, waiting at the, at the, at the cash register area there to get their takeout. They're all just kind of standing around and not a single one of them is wearing a mask. The tables in a restaurant are spread out and they're only seating people at every other table. But because the entrance to this restaurant is close to the dining room, the empty tables that uh, were, that were, they're not sitting patrons, people who are waiting for their food or are too fat uh, to, to stand and wait for it are now sitting at those tables. So there's 
literally tables closer than six feet away from each other. No one's wearing a mask. And here's the most disturbing part. None of the employees are wearing masks. Not a single employee is wearing a mask. Not even the waitresses are wearing masks. Now, we had ordered the food on the internet and I already paid for it because I was tempted to just like, screw this. I'm not, I'm just not going in there. So I put my mask on. I tried the best I could to stay away from people, like as they pushed towards me and I kind of gave them that old man glare. Finally got, you know, noticed by someone at the cash register there, told them my order and they handed it to me, which I'd already been paid for. They handed it to me uh, and then I, I left quickly. It was just crazy. It's, it's, people are just acting like this is, this is done. It's over. Yay. This is a slow burn. And, and, and I'm, I'm, I don't know what it's going to take. I don't know what it's going to take to snap some people back into reality here. That this is still a thing. This is not a great way to start a Monday, is it? I'm so sorry. All right. Let's uh, let me re- regroup, regroup, regroup. And uh, then we'll talk about... I don't, hey, you know what? The, the finale of RuPaul's Drag Race is the other day. Let's talk about that. On Friday evening, it was the season finale of season 12 of RuPaul's Drag Race. I can't believe it's been 12 seasons of this show. There were uh, top three queens this season, where it's Jada Essence Hall, Gigi Good, and Crystal Method. There were actually a top four, but Sherry Pie was disqualified, and so it became a top three this year. And because everyone was at home, because of the coronavirus, they filmed, I don't want to say filmed, Jesus, what is this, 1982? They, it was recorded, uh, you know, via, I don't want to even say it was recorded online. It was kind of recorded online, but they shipped them cameras and then they got the footage back from those cameras so they had a better quality image on some of them. And it looked like some of them did their stuff and forgot to turn on their quality camera. So then they did a backup and they did like a fallback on webcams. It was weird. Totally weird. But uh, through a whole bunch of different lip sync performances and interviews and whatnot. It was, it was a pretty good finale. And at the end of it, by the way, if you don't want to be spoiled, you should probably, you know, stop listening because I'm about to tell you who won. But after everything was said and done, Jada Essence Hall was crowned the winner of RuPaul's Drag Race season 12. And congratulations. Congratulations to Jada Essence Hall. I was, it was one of those weird seasons where I didn't, have like a super huge favorite of the top three. I would have been, I was fine with any of them winning. I felt like Jada was not as strong of a queen as the other two. But then when I saw her package, (laughs) when I saw her package, you know, when they say, oh, and now let's talk to Jada Essence Hall. And then they show like clips of her from the season, that package. Yeah, perv. Uh, when I saw that, I realized how many great moments this season that she had been a part of and how many strong looks that she had turned out, how many really funny skits that she had done and how many, you know, how well that she had done this season. And I was like, you know, I think I had forgotten that. I don't think that I was uh, giving Jada Essence Hall as much credit as she actually deserved now that I've seen those clips because I do remember her in doing those things. And I think what happened here is two things. Number one, it's just a super strong cast. There were some really, really talented queens this year. Like this was probably, you know, one of their best years as far as talent in in the cast. So it made everyone stand out. It made everyone, you know, just set the bar really high on the one hand. And on the other hand, the whole Sherry Pie being disqualified thing happened long after they filmed 
this season. So they had to do some re-edits to kind of take Sherry Pie out of as many episodes as they could. And I think that killed some storylines that maybe Jada Essence Hall was actually involved in. Like maybe her and Sherry Pie had some storylines, some joint storylines that had a lot of interaction that they just couldn't show us because it really did kind of a lot of times feel like Jada Essence Hall was kind of in the background. So I think it was just an unfortunate side effect of the Sherry Pie controversy that uh, Jada didn't get set. Didn't get set. Jada didn't uh, really pop there. But I will say this. uh, On Friday's show, I talked about Look Over There, which is the Jada Essence Hall line from the drag president's uh, skit. And I think that's one of those lines that even if you said it five years from now, look over there, you would remember, oh, it was Jada Essence Hall. Yeah, it was season 12. In much the same way that if I said Miss Vanjie, you would go, oh, that's season 10. That's right. Yeah, it was season 10. with Richard. Or if I said, Opelance, you own everything. You'd go, oh yeah, that's season 11. Like there's, there's just certain lines of the season that just make you remember an otherwise completely forgettable season. Not that season 12 was completely forgettable. I'm just saying other seasons. Go back to Party City where you belong, season four. The, um, what was my point? My point was, is that, yeah, Jada, Jada had that line. So yeah, she was a worthy winner. This is all a way of me just saying that, yeah, I was very happy that Jada won. And congratulations, Jada Essence Hall. I'm sure that she's an avid listener of this show. So uh, congratulations, uh, Miss Hall. May I call you Miss Hall? And you know what? Ultimately, none of it matters because winning RuPaul's Drag Race is not really the big prize. Most of the most famous queens from RuPaul's Drag Race over the years have not been the winners. They've been people that have come in, you know, anywhere from seventh place all the way up to to second place. Not saying that there aren't winners that are famous. I'm just saying that, you know, a lot of queens that are very, very famous Pearl, Katya, uh, Manila Luzon, uh, Raven. These, they weren't winners. Ultimately, drag queens are independent contractors. They can bid whatever the going rate is to go and do shows around the country. And this being on this show and getting that exposure means that they can do that in a lot of different places. And it gives them just a, a huge career. That means way more than winning some silly prize of $100,000. Anyway, there. This was all over the road, wasn't it? We went from uh, protests and hurricanes uh, to drag queens not winning. Wow, there really was no point to this. I can be reached on Twitter. I am at Daniel Brewer. You can also reach out to me on email. I am DanielJBrewer at gmail.com. And if you're on Anchor, you can use the message me feature. That I had someone send in a message, so we played it. You know that. You know that. If you don't know that, then go back. Listen to those shows. They're really short. They're really short. Yeah, just go back and, and check them out. I appreciate it. Uh, there you go. That's that's it for me. Uh, we'll, we'll take along. You know what? Tomorrow, I think we're going to talk about some technology stuff. Technology Tuesday. That sounds like a really gimmicky thing, but hey, I like gimmicks. Don't you?